0: Hi! Welcome to Dungeon Delving. I'm Brandon Wagner. I'm Adam McKeever. And today we're going to go back to the classes with Barbarian. Uh, when I did them before, I was by myself. I only had the PHB and Xanathars. So now we have Tasha's, and now we have Adam's brain to pick for Barbarian ideas. And also most of the books on D&D Beyond. True, that too. Because I'm excessive. <laughs> That's one word for it. So, <laughs> it's a good thing we're talking about Barbarian today because I'm raging at traffic on the way here. My normally 15-minute drive took like 40. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, tulip time. Um. Yeah. So I think what I want to do is we'll, rather than go over all the subclasses like I did before, we'll just briefly go over the ones in Tasha's. Okay. And then we'll dig into more of the meat and potatoes of making a barbarian, fitting them into your world, as a dungeon master having a barbarian player and working with them to come up with their place in your world, and what it means to be a Barbarian in your homebrew setting. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking for, really, all of these, but... Yeah, let's hit it. So, I don't know which ones were in Tasha's. Tasha's is the... The two promo Paths given in Tasha's are Path of the Beast and the Path of Wild Magic. Okay, good. Those are the ones that I want to talk about the most. (laughs) Um, Also, Barbarian did get two new base class features in Tasha's. Oh, yeah, for the optional features. Yep, and these are... Some of the optional features are you can take... The new feature instead of an existing feature. But theirs are both... uh, In addition, you may also take this. Uh, Primal Knowledge just gives you more proficiencies with Barbarian proficiencies. And then um, Instinctive Pounce is my favorite. You know, move half your move speed as part of the bonus action to enter your rage is awesome. Yeah! (laughs) like Holy... Because movement is kind of important when you're engaging in a fight. Especially as a brawler barbarian, since yeah. you are, your rage bonus damage really only applies to melee attacks. I kind of I kind of wish that that would be more useful, though. Because, like, one of my biggest complaints D&D is the utter lack of movement in combat. Yeah. Too much. There's a lot of things. and I've been trying to adjust to my encounters to encourage you guys to move more. Because, like, the Barbarian would be, like, in my mind, the most, like, I'm going to follow this thing around, I'm going to jump around, I'm going to be wild about how I'm attacking. Mm-hmm. And d d is just like, no, screw you, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> you're going to stay... Perfect. Opportunity attacks. I really like... One of the things I like about Ancestral Guardian is some of its features with how your Ancestral Guardians work in relation to your other players. It really encourages you to fight this enemy while your other melee brawler is fighting another enemy, and then you can send your Ancestral Guardians to aid them. But even then, most of the time in combat, it ends up, hey, let's all bum rush this one enemy until they're dead, and then we'll bum rush something else. And That's why, if you've noticed, in my encounters, I had you guys get surrounded a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> so that you have to kind of spread your attention. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I do find it kind of boring, though, that the it's just primal knowledge and it's instinctive pounce, but so you just get primal knowledge twice. The way I see it is Barbarian didn't need much. You know, if, you look, um. if, you, if you're going through Tasha's, you look at Ranger, and Ranger has, like, a full page and a half of well, new features. That's because, because Ranger Rangers, was Rangers bad. bad. <laughs> Barbarian, Barbarian's my favorite class in 5e. It's like it's like barbarian, druid, paladin. They're up there. I love those classes. And I think part of what makes me like barbarians so much is the way I think about them kind of culturally. Because I always kind of view the barbarian as like that tribal warrior. Like like the 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 Gaul before from before Rome came and fucked up their culture. Or the Vikings before Christianity came and fucked up their culture. Or like the uh Native American before the colonizers came and fucked up their culture. You know, all these, like... Now, now, now granted, it doesn't always have to be some sort of, like, native No, absolutely not. Because there is actually something. uh, The Adventure Zone recently got into a bunch of heat because throughout their most recent ARC graduation, they've been... Kind of portraying the Fearbulgs and the centaurs as dumb natives that need people to intervene for them. Yeah, that's and that's that's the thing and, with like they weren't like super insensitive about it, but it was still there. Yeah, that's that's something that's always tricky, especially if you are. It's something that I try to watch out for in our games, even though nobody's seeing them but us. It's still something that I try to be conscious of, and because it, it makes it makes me just... feel icky when I think of a barbarian character and a lot of the inspiration for their their culture and their character comes from a nationality that I don't claim because I'm like oh they're I'm calling this other race barbarians but if you understand the the etymology of the word barbarian it's it comes from a Greek word that meant people that don't speak Greek because the Greeks right. thought of themselves as the pinnacle of civilization so when when Europe started colonizing, they saw the natives of everywhere they went as barbarians because they're like, oh, the way we engage in civilization is the right way. So everybody else is wrong. And I mean, like, right here in the in the player's handbook, it says, Not every member of the tribes deemed barbarians by scions of civilized society have the barbarian class. Right. A true barbarian among these people is as uncommon as a skilled fighter in a town. So it, it just... The Barbarian class doesn't mean that you are this like uncultured swine. It just means that you have a particular fighting style that might be a little bit more brutal. I've always kind of viewed the Barbarian, I think I mentioned this in the last episode where I talked about Barbarians, is I kind of view them as a much more instinctive fighter who didn't receive the same kind of training that a fighter or a paladin got. Because fighters and paladins, they have, when you choose that class at level one, you get a fighting style. Which to me is you drilled with this weapon and this fighting style with other people, with a mentor, with a trainer. Or it's just been something you've picked up your whole life. Right. It's just something that you've spent a lot of time practicing. Whereas with the barbarian, I always kind of viewed them as coming from a harsher part of the world where fighting is part of life. And so they have this, this, or even if it's not, even if you're playing a barbarian who comes from civilization, which you could absolutely do it's it's just instinctive it's something it's a natural talent it's a it's it's something within which to me ties into their rage feature which i always i've always viewed as something in my barbarian characters as deeply spiritual i've always looked at the rage as a a primal energy that they can tap into to enhance their abilities you know, I'm, I've never played a Barbarian. I think I actually did once. I think the first Barbarian I played in 5e, Torbier and Firebeard, was... He just gets angry, and then he kind of, yeah. like, blacks out and goes into a rage. And that was actually the way that I themed Ozen as well, but that was because... Well, you, Ozen, you played um, Wild Magic Barbarian for Ozon. I played Wild Magic Barbarian for Ozen, Uh but the thing is, his whole rage thing... That was thematically tied back to the fact that he was a dragon that was alive during the last Draco Rage, right? And the reason why he is an anthropomorphic dragon-born-like person uh, is because he was sealed during that rage, so and it a- cleared after that. So that magic that sealed him kind of locked that rage in. Yeah, so he has he has that that like like that ancient primal energy welling up yep. inside him. And and that ancient primal energy, well, it's not actually an ancient primal energy. It was actually a giant curse that was cast upon all dragons in the world of the forgotten realms. <gasps> I have done a lot of research on the Forgotten (laughs) Realms for these characters. Well, I started running a Forgotten Realms campaign, so... And I was just like, wow, this is interesting, this is interesting. Why is there so much information here? I have been down this rabbit hole for six hours now. It's Uh, like, don't go on Wikipedia when you're bored. You'll be on it for a day. Especially (laughs) the Forgotten Realms wiki. You'll be on it for a week. Uh, But anyway, back to that, like, I, I tied it in. So, like, when he went into the Draco raid, or when he went into his rage... That was the Draco Rage coming out, and since that is a magically derived rage, that's why I had it work with the... What is it? The Pharesis or whatever it is? The Pharesis in the, uh, the Underdark. That's why it reacted with that to be the wild magic. It kind of, it kind of was a catalyst. Which We'll, we'll get into that kind of stuff when we start talking more about the Path of the Wild Magic, though I want to go for the low-hanging fruit for a lycanthrope here, because like... Oh, Path of the Beast? Path of the Beast! Like, the, wh- something... For me, personally, as a huge oh. Barbarian fan, I gotta be honest, compared to the PHB and Xanathar's, these two new classes are like, I'm like, eh, they're alright. Xanathar's was fantastic, and Totem Warrior is just, mm, chef's kiss. I, I, I like, think <laughs> the reason why you're not that into this is because you're not either A, a furry, or B, gay. Because both of these things... <laughs> or, or C, a McElroy, because, like, Griffins... So, again, graduation... Uh, Griffin McElroy had a character, uh, wow, I am completely blanking on his name. What was it? Fitzroy Maplecourt, sorry, Sir Fitzroy Maplecourt, Knight in absentia of the Realm of Good Castle. There we go. Uh, He was originally a wild magic sorcerer, wild magic barbarian multiclass. Okay. And later on, due to things in the story, blah, blah, blah. Spoilers! Uh, He changed over to a storm sorcerer storm barbarian okay right that's what it yeah storm herald
1: because i like storm herald because
0: so they were the the thundermen uh but anyway like that they still were playing that when it was just ua content and mm. i freaking loved it but back to the beast like like i said it's the low-hanging fruit for playing a lycanthrope. Oh, easily. Um, so they like have a ch- in Tasha's, they have the chart of what is your origin for your bestial powers. Yep. And that's the first one, isn't it? One of your parents is a lycanthrope, and you've inherited some of their curse. Or you could yep. just say, you have the curse. Yeah. Maybe a watered-down version of it. But um, at, at the same time, it, could, it doesn't necessarily have to be a lycanthropic curse, or any type of thropic curse, whatever you want to call it. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that, but that's the low-hanging fruit for it, first thing right there. I like the idea of a... But like, yeah, Archdruid, face Spirit gifted you with the ability to change shape, and an ancient animal spirit dwells within you. I like the idea of the Beast Barbarian being... So in Tasha's they talk about changing your subclass, and how you can do it thematically in your story, and the first thing I thought of with Barbarians of that is a Totem Warrior Barbarian who is connected to like a circle of druids or something and comes home to find them destroyed and the forest raised and he his totem animal rages and that turns him from this kind of I view with the totem warrior as much more of like a like serene powerful animal spirit and then the, the the beast is much more the feral backed into a corner ready to rip your face off claws out angry beast and that's kind of triggers that change is like a right a, a total warrior barbarian that then got wronged and turns into this right because one of the things that gives you a natural weapon uh right off the bat which different. if i ever play an origin of the beast i am homebrewing one to have tusks because <laughs> i, I want tusks would be part of the bite i want to do a boar because i love oh, boars and i really want to do a great. boar path in the form of the beast so i can just have these big tusks and just grrr, run in and slash people and yeah i i would say like the only thing that i would change is because it's oh no it's still piercing damage on the bite so yeah leave it piercing damage yeah just stab people with my big tusks yeah one i i wish that it would be a little bit higher damage or have some way to grow like that that's one of the things that i always have a complaint with dnd is it seems like things don't grow with your character like you get this yeah, feat, a lot of these features... and then you get a new feature that you just stop using the old ones right there's a, there's definitely a, there's a few that grow pretty well but there are things like smite yeah you know like as a paladin your smites are going to get bigger because you're going to get access to higher spell slots and etc but no you're absolutely right there's quite a few features especially related to like class fe- or race racial features like you know like the uh um the tabaxi can deal slashing damage with their unarmed attacks instead of pure right bludgeoning. So it's like whoop-de-do. <laughs> yeah, so I have an I have a decent option if I ever get like disarmed <laughs> or captured. Cool. Um, well, also, I'm I'm a little upset with how narrow they had to go with this. But then again, they're designing a class. It's really hard to be broad because. Level 6 gets you the Bestial Soul, mm. which causes you to increase the number of natural weapons uh, for the magical person to, only count, or to count as magical, so y- your beast weapon is now magical. Uh, and then you gain... You get to... What was it here? You alter your form to adapt to the surroundings. When you finish a longer short rest, choose one of the following benefits. So you get it all day, uh, but you can either climb, jump, or swim. What if the beast that you're turning into is a bird? Yeah. Like, jump doesn't seem like that's enough, so, like, but... Nah, like, that's something to work out with your DM, too. Of how, right. how is your inner beast adapting to the surroundings that you're in? Right, so I, I think Bestial Soul is definitely going to be, like, the most, like, yeah, let's fudge this a little bit. Right, when, uh, when somebody yeah. in our group ends up playing it, because someone will. Oh, yeah. There's so many furry Someone's going to play a beast song. There's so many furries. It's me and Phil. <laughs> that's enough. And, like, like, Tim is, like, pseudo there, but he really just likes tentacles and anubis. Mm, I'm a monster fucker, so. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, enough about our personal lives. Um, yep. uh, the Infectious Fury. That's kind of a weird one to me. It's It's odd. The psychic damage feels out of place to me. I mean, I don't know what else it would be other than Psychic Damage. I would I would allow Poison. Poison, especially if you're, like, some sort of poisonous beast. Like, like if, like if I was to play a a Path of the Beast who comes from a desert that I themed after, like, the American Southwest, and my I would have, like, the tail for my option, and it would be, like, a rattlesnake tail, and then when you get to that higher level where you can... Well, what is it? At sixth level, you can do two... Natural weapons are like tail and yeah. fangs. Let's go! I have a poisonous bite. I have a rattling tail. I'm ready to go. Yeah, and then call of the hunt. The beast within you grows so powerful that it can spread its ferocity to others and gain resilience from them joining you in your hunt. Yeah, you get extra. You get temporary hit points for having nearby allies. Five hit points for each creature that accepts this feature until. It, what did they get? You can choose number of one creatures equal to your Constitution modifier, with a minimum of one. You gain five temporary hit points. They On get an extra range... d six of damage. Wow, oh, that's that's pretty solid. I mean, yeah, but like, like at at fourteenth level, I don't know a why d that's necessarily a bestial thing, because like not all bestials beat or bestials. Wow, not all beasts are pack hunters, right? Like, some of them are very solo hunters, so, like... The way that I kind of am looking at this, because every time you rage, you choose an option. Every time you rest, you choose an option for soul. It's it's not... It hurts a player who wants to take the path, Origin of the Beast, and do a specific animal. And I feel like this is more of just a beast, a primal, bestial spirit. You know, that's like, oh, you can manifest features of a bunch of animals. You know, you're calling on on the horns of the so, ox and so, the pack okay. mentality of the wolf and the, the 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 gills of or the swimming ability of an alligator. So you're kind of like picking and choosing the different animals that right. are within you. Right. I just it's it's because we like to make really thematic characters. Right. That's what it is. That's why this class is stop. this subclass is stopping us up so much. Cause I'm like, I wanna make a boar path of the beast guy. I'm going to do all boar options. So you'll never so actually climbing, jumping and swimming. Yeah, boars do can't anything. do that. That's how do you get away from pigs? Well, actually they can swim after you. But yeah, but like <laughs> they're, they're not going to be they're not like known for their ability to swim or anything they like that. They just can and they're well, angry little bastards, but like well. a human can swim too. Right. But you don't get a swim speed as a human. Right. And then uh it's just it's 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 a cool class, but as far as the new subclasses and Tasha's, I feel like Barbarian got the shorter end of the stick. Compared to like Paladin, who got Oath of Glory and Oath of Watchers. Awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> like, like, I'm trying to think, like, where the cool stuff is in this, other than like like I said, that low-hanging fruit of a and throw, cool you're gonna for, have problems with this. The cool stuff for the beast is what you make of it. Yeah, I, I, I would they say... don't they don't hand you the keys with this one. They they no. hand you the instructions to make the keys. Yeah, the Path <laughs> of the Beast definitely feels more like a framework for like a good idea, but not well yeah. executed as just like a here you go. Honestly, I would say they should have made different ones for like different beasts. Mm-hmm. So like there would be a Path of the Werewolf or a Path or of even them. or even like a Path of like with the Totem Warrior, where it's like this is you choose a totem animal. Or two, or three, you can do all three, but you get, I'll feature this level for, oh, uh, animal, I'll feature this level for, oh, uh, Yeah, but then again, that would have been too close to Totem Warrior. Right. Path of Wild Magic. Path of Wild Magic. Which you played, and I, I like a lot more. I, I I have played, I have listened to a character who has done it a lot, because I love the Adventure Zone, uh, they have some troubles with remembering the rules of d d uh, but more guidelines and actual rules. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So your wild surge. I wish this didn't have its own wild magic table. I really wish this used the sorcerer's wild magic table. So that there okay. was a hundred options instead of eight.
1: I think. The, I think the diff- I hit the these difference... options
0: so many times. The same. I think that they gave it its own because they wanted to have wild magic options for this that are going to last the duration of your rage. Right. A lot of the stuff on the wild magic table, it's, you You roll it, it happens, and then it's done. There's a few that remain, and there's a lot of them in that one that don't really do anything. Yeah, a which lot is... Of, I mean, like, some of them would be interesting, like you go into a rage, and suddenly you're five inches taller. What the heck? Or you're invisible. That's one of the things that, that it can do. That they would be super useful. Or your skin turns blue until forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's just interesting things, but like what they do have the shadowy tentacles for necrotic damage and you gaining life. One of the source for wild magic ones is you can't talk and every time you open your mouth bubbles come out. So I'm just imagining <laughs> this angry barbarian <laughs> trying uh, to trying like, bubbles and <laughs> <as> they scream. <laughs> He's I, I, I I do have a mouse mouth. I must scream but what I like old, it as bubbles. But only bubbles come out. My daughter just <laughs> got a bubble machine for her first birthday that just shoots bubbles out like crazy. And I'm just imagining, like, it, holding that up when you rage. Just was... Bubble machines being a first birthday gift, because Rowan got one, too. Babies love bubbles. Oh, yeah, true. That social loses her shit true. when the bubbles come on. Anyway, uh, then there's a 30-foot teleport that you get to use on each of your turns as a bonus action. Yeah. Like, Awesome. Th- that that is like the pinnacle of like that movement thing. like I wouldn't care if you got like a five foot extra bonus movement. like I would love that as a barbarian. just jump around just whack this whack that just like spread out your damage. That would be such a fun way to play barbarian. I like the 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 pixie bomb the pixie bomb you, did, interesting. you you did the flump because yeah I did your the flump. rage was influenced by the underdark spheres so yes. And I was just like, I'm not exactly sure what a fluff is, but a Pixie doesn't sound right. You just drop bombs. On That's all it is. You yeah, it, it, bombs. it's bombs. Like, and like that was a whole lot of fun. Uh, the magic infuses a weapon uh, changing its damage. It turns it into a Mjolnir. Force. You can throw it and it comes back to you. Yeah, like that. <laughs> it turns your weapon into Mjolnir. That, that would be cool, uh, but one of the things that I dislike about that is sometimes those weapons just are no good for a thrown weapon. Like, it makes no sense. I like it for, um, when you get multi-attack, when you get or- to high enough level, where it's like, oh, I'm gonna hit this guy that's right, that's here. Oh, he's dead? Let me just shoot and throw my weapon over there. Yeah, which would be cool, but one of the other things that I really don't like is, like, I just always have this idea of an unarmed like, brawling barbarian that just takes it into their own hands. They don't want to even have that slight removal from their violence of a weapon. Like, it, If they're going to kill you, it's going to be with their bare fist. It's going they to be personal. Going, <laughs> they are going to gouge your eyes out with their thumbs and then eat your innards for breakfast. Lizardfolk barbarian idea? We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Yeah. Well, <laughs> everything's better as a lizardfolk. Let's just put it that way. Um, now I'm just imagining your unarmed brawler barbarian that wears gloves. And, oh, you roll this out, let me just throw my gloves at you. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Just like a remote smack. Uh, Whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll before your rage ends, uh, a a 1d6 force, like, magical backlash. That's pretty cool. There needs to be more backlash stuff. Yeah. Yeah, That's like not taking up your reaction like Hellas Rebuke. Because, like, yeah, I get, like, economy of action and all that kind of stuff. So you can keep the damage low, but still. a A little bleed. Really nice. Um, To your agents, you're surrounded by multicolored protective lights. You gain a plus one bonus to AC. uh, While within ten feet of you, your allies gain the same. Death ball strats. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I like the idea of the barbarian. If you're playing, if the barbarian character in your party is the anchor of your party, then having a wild magic barbarian means that there are eight different ways combat can go. uh Uh-huh. And if you roll this, then you're going to do the the deathball strat. If you yeah. roll the the lightning bolt, then <laughs> Now, that might the be a opposite different. is the next one. Uh flowers and vines temporarily grow around you until your rage ends 15 feet with the, within 15 feet of you is difficult terrain for your enemies. This is the part where you So like the, you could actually death ball with it, but like this is the one that you really hope happens during a chase. This is the one where your wizard casts Dimension Door and warps you Right into the middle of all the enemies, so that they're stuck by you. And they can't get to your squishy casters. That's true. And then... eight. this one, I, I don't know why I rolled eight so much. You did, you rolled this like three or four times. But like, a, a bolt of light shoots from your chest, another creature of your choice, 30 feet of you must succeed. A constitution saving throw, take 1d6 radiant damage, and be blinded until the start of the next turn. Actually, no, I didn't get that one. I got the ten... You got the tentacles a lot. Yeah, but... No, I did get this one, because I remember doing that. I think we just forgot about the blind. I part. think I think you got the flump more than any of the other ones. Right. The flump but bombs like, showed up a lot. It, it just felt like it felt like eight options were just too little, at least like up it to a D twenty. I think this is something where it, you're done you can sit down with your dungeon master and say, hey, I wanna play a Wild Magic Barbarian, but I want the Wild magic to be wilder. Yeah. You know, let let's make it a D twelve or a D twenty and come up with some more options. And yeah, you can you can take some from the wild magic table for the sor- for the sorcerer. You can homebrew some. Another way to make that really cool is if like those homebrew ones are based on the world or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! So many world building potential ideas. Oh yeah, because like like say you have a world that like has something like the Pharisees. Like it could be like Pharisees. Emanates from your body, and anything that casts a spell within you has to make a role on the magic. T- oh, we're wild magic we're gonna table. make our own. Even even if no one ever plays this barbarian again in our group, we're making a d20 table for it. You oh yes, yeah. <laughs> but like um, it, uh, I, we, we, I, I, I like the idea of one. we on Twitter with that too. <laughs> it's like it's like death cannot touch you while you are raging. You can't fall below one hit point. Oh, oh, that would be busted. Or um, so good. I think it's the zealot barbarian. Let me pull this up. I think the Zealot can fight well below zero. Uh, Yeah, Rage Beyond Death. It's a Zealot feature. If you fall below zero hit points, you still fight without falling unconscious. However, when you take damage, it counts as a failed death saving throw. Ooh. So give that feature, make that... A Wild Magic. Why not make a bunch of other Barbarian subclass features on your Wild Magic Barbarian table? Yeah! Yeah, that'd be awesome! Like, oh, hey, how about when you rage, one of the rolls gives you the third level storm aura that Storm Barbarian gets. Specifically the desert one, where you light enemies on fire near you. Now, (laughs) the other thing that I'm kind of sad about with the uh, Wild Magic Barbarian is that they don't get access to any spells. No, they don't. The only Barbarian that I think gets a spell is... um, Totem Warrior gets a couple ritual spells, like commune with animals and commune with nature. Right, but those are rituals. Yeah. It would be interesting to see a Barbarian subclass that gets limited spellcasting, like like the Arcane Trickster or the uh, right Knight. Uh, like, Wild Magic would have been the best place to do it, because it's like, okay, yeah, you get these spells, and you can, instead of using up a spell slot, so I would say don't give them spell slots, instead give them charges of Wild Magic. Okay. So that you would have to... Kind can, of like sorcery points, where you just have this pool of them, and you can spend one for a cantrip, two for a first-level spell. Right, but it comes at random from what you have selected. Okay, so it's like, spend one point, roll a D... Like, like when you choose this class, choose four cantrips. Yeah. When you expend one charge, roll a D4, cast that spell. Yep, and then as you go up, you get access to another one, and I'd say just keep it at, like, four spells per level. Mm -hmm. And, like, say, have it be, like, you can take any spell from this cast, usually it's wizard spell list for, like, Elders Knight and, uh... Right. Charcade Trickster is the wizard magic list, but have it be, like, you can't pick anything that has concentration, because you can only do this while you're raging. Right. And... Allow you to cast magic while raging. I think that's why... This should have been been allowing you to cast magic while raging. Yeah. Because, like... But it also triggers your wild magic again. But then again, they made all the wild magic on this beneficial, so what's the big deal? It's not like it's not like on the wild magic surge table for sorcerer where you can cast fireball centered on yourself. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, the unstable backlash. Uh, when you're imperiled during your raid, magic within new lashes out. So eventually, you just you can get the lash. Unstable backlash is you use your reaction to reroll and get a new effect, and right. then controlled is. What you can roll the die twice and choose which one you want. Yeah. So which, you just like, and there's only eight options. So if you're yeah. rolling two dice, it's not terribly likely that you're gonna get two of the same option. You might. No, but, but oh like, well. I guess I'm getting this. But, but you're you're gonna look at it and you're gonna go, well, I'm not taking magic Confuse as a weapon of my choice that I can now throw like millionaire because that one sucks. I'm gonna choose the other one. <laughs> yeah. Or. I, I don't have my gloves anymore. I got rid of them, so I can't throw those. I can't so. throw my slappers. I, I can't throw my slappers. I'm already throwing these hands, but I need to be connected to the arm, so I'm like... <laughs> sure, let's have the flump again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah, that's a wild magic barbarian. I like it. I like it mechanically more than the beast. Right. But but I, I, I have a harder time finding a place in the world for wild magic barbarians. It, it is hard, like in it's like again, cool. You have this wild magic ability that triggers when you rage, but why are you a barbarian? Why isn't it like a fighter subclass that can just trigger wild magic randomly, or why? Is right, it- and I I think the way that I I liked it was again back to Fitzroy and the Adventure Zone because it's like the pinnacle in my opinion of designing a world and a character that is a wild magic barbarian. Uh, the reason why he was a barbarian rather than something else is because he was training to be a knight. And the magic screwed that up. So he never got any of the actual training to be a knight. So he was just fighting off of instinct. Okay. That's like Uh, the zealot barbarian I talked to you guys about. Right. Which we'll talk about that in a minute because I'm super pumped about it. We'll talk about some character concepts. Yeah, but (laughs) then that magic is like ruining his life, but In order to learn how to like work with it he started taking magic classes at the school and picked up sorcerer but that was still wild magic because all of his magic was coming from the entity of chaos loki is your patron (laughs) yeah basically (laughs) uh and he chaos was just like trying to use fitzroy as a means to cause a giant war to reset things. Turns out that wasn't going to work, and Chaos and Order are the same thing, but they were able to split apart because things were falling apart in the world. I kind of lost the ball with Graduation, because it kind of got boring towards the center of it. (laughs) It wasn't as good as Amnesty. Oh, you gotta get through that third arc, man! It's like an anime that has a really boring arc partway through, and it's like, you gotta make it through it, and then you get hooked again. I have this love-hate thing with the Adventure Zone, because I love most of the arcs, I love the characters, but... Like, sometimes I'm just like, I just don't have the time to keep up with this, mm. and... Sounds like making our own podcast. I just don't have time to keep up <laughs> with yeah. We're doing better now! Yeah, we're here. Two weeks in a row we've recorded. Woo! You're hearing this three weeks later because I already had three episodes queued up. That's good, though. Yes. All right, let's talk about putting barbarians in your world and making them fit as a DM with a player who has to play a barbarian. So, I think it comes back to what I talked about at the very beginning, for me easily, is these parts of the world that haven't been colonized by, quote-unquote, civilization yet. That's where your barbarians come from. And one of the things that I heard another DM talking about with barbarians, and it ties into, in Xanathar's Guide, you have these roleplay hooks. And one of them for barbarians is superstitions. And knowing history of the real world, a lot of superstitions are actually... You know, religious and cultural ideals that come from pre-colonized, pre-modernized civilizations. You know, there's a lot of things Old faith, like faiths, yeah, like like when you get out into like even and not not necessarily whitewashed, even, but because even white people have them. Like in parts of Ireland, people still leave out food for the fair folk, and you know, the mm-hmm. English are like, well, okay. they're just superstitious. When I say whitewash, I mean <laughs> Christianized. <laughs> Christian, just but, say Christianized. But <laughs> that's not as fun because. It's just more yeah. accurate? It's just. They're yeah. equally accurate? It's equally accurate, but not all Christians are like that, but all white people who are Christians and try and spread like that are like that, so whitewashing. Christianity has a very unfortunate history in the world. Yeah. So I've met a lot of great Christians, and they have a very unfortunate history. They, they really do. But shout out to my cousin. You're amazing if you ever listen to this podcast. Um, I love you, Stacey. But I, I like the, the superstition of. Like, like, your barbarian superstitions, like, everybody else looks at them and goes, oh, that, that guy's just weird. But for your barbarian, it's this, it's this ingrained cultural thing. So even if you're playing a barbarian who's from civilization, you know, maybe that they've... I like... What was it that this other DM said? He said the barbarian looks back at the civilization and goes, oh, you're just superstitious and weird. And goes, no, no, no. You guys have lost your connection with the old ways, with right. the natural ways. And that's that's something I really like about the barbarian. It's, it's something that draws me to it as a pagan, it's something that draws me to the druid, to the Oath of the Ancients, Paladin. And I mean, heck, half <laughs> of the Ancestral Guardian right there, connection to the old world. Right. I Call love the boat. Ancestral Guardian. Love it. It's one of my favorite. Um, our friend Dale played one, and he's like, this is a Busted subclass. It is so powerful. Okay, but Dale is like the Dale's ulti- also a power gamer. Yeah, Dale's so. like the ultimate min-maxing things without even trying. <laughs> it just kind of happens. Like like how he like completely broke the uh, the painted monk in three five by being a Warforged. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't need those t- tattoos. I'll get these other ones that are really powerful. <laughs> yeah, um, Warforged kind of broke three five in general though. Yeah, you I- have to cross a river. Okay our entirely warforged party will just go down and walk across the bottom like the pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) I mean, you could do that with a boat, too. Like, just take a canoe and do it like they did in Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Oh, wow. Two parts of the Caribbean references back to back. I mean, about that, that rogues. Then again, then again, you could (laughs) just actually use the boat to cross the river. Unless it's, like, going very fast. Anyways, (laughs) that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But I just, I love barbarians. I love, I'm someone who likes to put real world cultures into my D&D worlds. And you know me, and I hope that by now our, our people that regularly listen know me. And when I, I think All that's. All eight of them according to Anchor. I think that it's something that you should do as a DM, is yep. use real world inspiration. And also, it's something that you need to do right. You know, you've got to be respectful. You've got to yep. make sure you're not getting caught up in, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Appropriation. Yeah, you don't want to be appropriating. You don't want to get caught up in. I can't think of the word. ADHD brain is failing me today. Describe it. Um, this is how those people are because that's the way that our parents said they are, and stereotypes. Stereotypes. That's Stereo- the word. Yeah. You don't want to use stereotypes. You don't want to. Re- you don't want to lean on stereotypes when you're putting a inspired by another culture that you don't claim in your world. I, it, I think that if it's a culture that you do claim... I'm sorry, I just thought of, like, uh, coming into this town, and like, the idea is, like, they're all gay here, and it's literally just the village people. <laughs> just like, like constantly in the background, <laughs> I just, like, I think that if, if, if you're using a culture that you do claim, you can poke fun at it a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. if I ever put Scottish dwarves in my campaigns i'm gonna do their accents way over the top and they're gonna eat haggis and they're gonna be drunk and and just like i can put... fight I... me i'm scottish i got married and a kilt. like <laughs> just like i can put irish people or i can play an irish character that's always carrying a potato yeah. Like, I, I'm allowed to do that, even though you're I'm not playing, actually Irish, I'm American. If you're, if you're like, playing an Irish, if you're, an I- if you're an Irish playing person. an American character that always has a cheeseburger. No, if I'm playing an American character, I'm being that one guy with the headband from Yu-Gi-Oh!, that's just uh, like insane. Oh yeah, yeah. The or the hot dog stand guy with the fucking cowboy, fucking cowgirl, talks <laughs> like Elvis and like throws hot dogs at people. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fucking hot dog. But no, on a serious note, though, if you're an yeah. Irish person and you're gonna play an Irish character in D anD D, and you don't either a play a druid or b take the spellcasting feat that lets you get a cantrip from another class. And you don't have Shalali. You're playing an Irish character wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and <want> with the stick. <laughs> also Irish here. Um, but anyways. Yeah. yeah. I love. It, if you haven't noticed by now, we are very very white, and yeah. we are sorry if we ever say anything racist. Please tell us. Yeah, and let we us will know. Stop. Because Message we try D- to be we try to be decent people. Yeah, we know please we don't fast. put us on blast. Just send us a an. Inf- an Or or, or, or do put us on blast, but, like, like just make sure we know when we're being insensitive. Yeah, just be like, hey, guys, you said this thing and it was insensitive, because then we have the opportunity to make it right, because that's what we want to do. Yeah, and we we can then do our research and inform others, so, like, we can boost that out, that, like, hey, we were wrong, here's the right way. Yeah. Because that's what you should do as an influencer, not be... Like, oh no, it's just a joke. It's for the lulz. <laughs> it's <for> am <laughs> PewDiePie. Lies. Yeah. Alright. Let's talk about this. Let's make before we end, because we're getting pretty long. I think we're at a half an hour. Uh, 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Wow. Let's throw in a couple quick barbarian character concepts because I really want to talk about my righteous zealot. <laughs> well, let's <that's laughs> so heart right there then. My idea for... So the zealot gets radiant damage. They are hard to kill. My idea for this zealot is basically I would play him as a vengeance paladin without rules. He sees the evil and the, you know, like the the hatred, the the suffering, the abuse that the people suffer and he's mad about it. And that's and his rage is the manifestation of his righteous Fury. And he decided that the only answer to the evils of the world is gratuitous violence. So he's going to go and he's going to fight the devil with his bare fucking hands if he has to. Because he's tired of bad things happening. You know what you could also do with that? Is like so I don't know why that reminded me of this game Viva Caligula from like way back in the day. Is Caligula the insane emperor that like burned Rome? Yeah. But you know how like emperors are supposedly like God ordained for their rule. What if that was legitimate? But he went insane. That's the path of the zealot, like that barbarian is going nuts. I kind of, I kind of envisioned it as this guy's going out here doing this thing, and some good God who is like, I can't go in and just destroy evil because cosmic balance, whatever bullcrap. But he can. Oh, so, so riding for Mortal Kombat. So I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him. The ability to deal radiant damage and be very hard to kill because I like him and I want to do what he's doing, but I can't because my hands are tied by cosmic bullshit. Yeah. So, right, right, right in from Mortal Kombat. Right. Like, by the way, that movie is so so good. It's so good. It's so, but good. so terrible. It's so it bad. Is, it is the campiest. Oh my god. Like, like, I'm sorry. Who in their right mind, when they kill somebody, just stands there and goes, "Fatality." No, it's it's the. Um, he says, flawless victory, after he kills the flying chick and takes well, then, her the down. The fatality <laughs> one, too. He kills her with the hat. He goes, flawless victory. <laughs> like, what? I love it. Like, it was so bad. I was so geeking out when I watched that movie. It's so terrible, but I love it so much. And but, I would play my Zealot Barbarian like a Mortal Kombat character who was oh, just like, oh, I'm not just going to drop your hit points to zero. I'm going to drop your, when, you, when I'm you, going to drop your entire body <laughs> to zero. You like will when, be nothing. It's like when you guys drop a creature to zero and I say, all right, how do you do it? and if, as the player in that scenario I'd be like oh this is going to get nasty. <laughs> but okay, so what I do is I punch him in the face. He starts bleeding a little bit from the nose. That activates my bloodlust. So what happens is that now that my bloodlust is going, I decide to bite his nose off. And while he's screaming like that, I'm just like, hmm those lungs seem pretty useful if they're screaming that much. So I grab my sword and I stab it in. And I'm sorry this is getting very graphic. But I stab it in. I cut through his ribcage. I pull the lungs out and I wear them as earrings for the next five days. I'm going to, um, every time that my zealot barbarian kills an evil humanoid, he's going to blood eagle them. <laughs> every single time. You can't see it, but I'm like, <laughs> Because blood eagling is gross. And uh, don't Google it. If you know what it is... You know what it is. If you don't know what it is, you're probably going to Google it anyway, and I apologize in advance Yeah, it's, it's nasty. But, at least open up a private browsing tab. Yeah, make sure you're on a... You're open on up a private browsing, browsing tab. Please go to our sponsor, Private Internet Access. I wish they were a sponsor. But, <laughs> yeah, I just... I thought of this barbarian concept on, like, Tuesday, and I haven't been able to get it out of my mind. Oh, I mean, it's a good concept. <laughs> Righteous I mean, Fury. All I can think of off the cusp is, like... Uh, a storm herald being like legitimately like the herald of a god okay who is a, a storm-based god so like that's why it has the or or better yet another trapped dragon but they're like you know uh silver or geez what are the other ones that can control storms and uh water? brass, dragons. brass no, dragons bronze bronze, bronze. dragons. Yeah. they live on the coast and can basically, control weather. basically gold dragons too a chromatic <laughs> dragon basically metallic metallic i don't know what my words are today the chromatic Sorry. ones are like beefier but they don't have as much crazy magic power yeah at least not in 5e not, well i also like the idea of a trap dragon like you can really mix some themes here because if you're a blue dragon then you have lightning which is the the coastal storm but you're right. from the desert which is the desert storm so like, yeah you can use that um, too one thing i thought of when you talked about this like they are the Herald of the Storm, is from the X-Men comics. The character Storm was... Oh, yeah. When her her mutant powers manifested, her people saw her as the living reincarnation of a goddess of the Storm. And that could very easily be your Barbarian's backstory, is I was fighting some people, and then this thing happened, and lightning started crackling from my fingers, and... The only other like concept I have is like in a more modern setting where like everybody has lost that connection to the old world. The barbarian does get more themed about that like instinctual. So you could have okay. a battle rager that comes from like just an impoverished area. I'm not gonna say like there has to be any racial connections to that because D and D, and who cares about race in D and D other than like whether you're a lizard or a human or oh, we didn't talk uh, about no, lizard I'm... folk barbarian. <laughs> well i mean come on lizard folk just make everything better because they can just like oh ho, ho, i chopped your arm off and now i'm gonna have it as a snack um in in DM, they were talking about the you can have a little arm as the the barbarian with a high intelligence <laughs> who after battle they're sitting on <laughs> they described it as after the battle your barbarian is sitting atop a mountain of corpses that they slayed reading a book like, their glasses are splattered with blood. Their weapon is, like, oh, beside They're not them. Sm- splattered. They're smeared. They would have at least tried to it right? off a little bit so they could get a little bit <laughs> they're better. They're sitting there unwinding, reading a book. Um, I also like the idea of the charismatic barbarian. And one of the things that I like to think about is I really like the old Conan comics, where Conan was not, like, a big dumb brute. Like, uh, 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 that's not Conan. Conan was Panther-like and charismatic and intelligent and cunning, and I like that Barbarian. Barbarian, to me, is... I like playing human Barbarians, because I like getting plus one to every stat, because Barbarians are so stat-heavy. Mm-hmm. You want all of your physical stats to be good for your unarmored defense and for your weapon attacks. You want to have good... Um, constitution? You Yeah. Constitution like, for your... You are affects, the tank. Yeah, that affects your hit points. It would, which you have a d12 for so that's nice too but then it also affects your unarmored defense you know the unarmored defense of monk is dex based whereas the barbarians armor defense uses con and dex so you want to have good dex and con you want to have good charisma for your intimidation checks especially if you're playing a berserker where you get extra bonuses to your intimidation checks the only things you don't really need is intelligence because you know if you're playing a um, Which is why Dave the Barbarian works, because he's got everything besides strength and <laughs> intelligence. Dave the Barbarian. So, I ever play Dave, I'm going to be multiclassing into Bard, because I remember watching that show, and he makes instruments all the time, and he sings. Oh, definitely. And you you barian if you're playing Dave. Yeah. But, like, wisdom's good, because you have this natural connection and primal stuff, so it's the mag to have good wisdom. But I really want to play a smart barbarian, too, who's just like, you know... Okay, let me calculate this out. Okay, and rage and bam. Maybe I, the rage isn't for that barbarian. The rage isn't blind fury. It's I thought of all this stuff. Yeah, it's it's heightened awareness. That's why your AC goes up. That's why you gain damage resistance because you're you see things that you might you see like the twitch of an enemy's arm so you know they're going to swing their sword this oh, way so you can no. brush off that blow a little bit. It's actually a like literal Increase in your speed of perception. So yeah, so while you're raging... Everything slows down you see just everything a little slow down. Bit. I like that. that. That would be so cool. I, I think that would be best for either the Battle Rager or the Berserker. The Battle Rager is one that I don't think I've talked about because I don't have the Sword Coast Adventurer guide. I know they get spiked armor and they're supposed to be only dwarves. But, I mean, come on. It's a fantasy world. Why wouldn't... Um, I want to play... If I ever play a Battle Rager, I'm not playing a dwarf. I'm playing a uh minotaur okay but like the the, the first line known as the Kujarg, literally axe idiot in dwarven <laughs> these dwarves are followers of the god of war and take the path of a battle rager like ah says idiot. Idiot. your dm can lift this restriction to better suit the campaign i'm playing a minotaur battle rager who has like spiky rings on his horns and spiky cleats on his hooves and spiky gauntlets and just i'm gonna run around yeah, so, i'm literal bull so, under- Yeah, spiked armor so you you stop using the unarmored and you like actually wear armor and you just like run into things and when you use reckless attack while raging you also gain temporary hit points equal to your con mod which is really nice they vanish if any are left when your rage ends uh She's Only left with, Well, you lose your temp hit points first, so you can't be left with like one temp hit point and nothing else. <laughs> uh, battle Charger, so you can take the dash action while you're raging. As, a bonus, as a bonus action. As a bonus action, so like, hey, movement. <laughs> uh, and then starting at the 14th level for Spiked Retribution. When you're within five feet of a creature that hits you with a melee attack, the attacker takes three piercing damage if you aren't raging, aren't incapacitated, or if you are, are raging, raging, aren't incapacitated, and are wearing your spiked armor. So if somebody hits you, you shoulder them basically. You just like quick throwing a jabbing elbow. It's them. like they punch you. You just clap your arms together on their arm and nah. stab them. Like get it.
1: Get, get it, battle rager. I'd
0: have to read more into it with the actual Sword Coast Adventures Guide, which. Is in the like D D and D Beyond has like a pack where you get the PHB, Xanathars, the Sword Coast Adventures guide, and Tasha's. It's yeah. like if you're gonna be a player, this is what you need. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I am. Yeah, I don't think I can buy it because yeah, the Essentials Kit bundle. It's let's see, yeah, I think it's fifteen bucks. Or 25 bucks, it might be a little bit more than that. My discount might be being applied because I already bought everything in it. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, it's pretty, it's, it's, the Battle Rage is pretty cool. It's, that's Phil. Phil's yep. here. So now it's time for us to go. Oh, we're not playing D&D today because I'm still getting ready for next week. Yeah, but we're going to be doing games. It might also be Gavin. Oh, it might be Gavin. He's coming too. Cool. Yep. Yep. Because, uh, but... his brother wants him out of the house because his friends are coming over. Oh. Uh-huh. That happens. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're pushing an hour, so let's let's close the books on barbarians for now. I'm sure they'll come up again in future episodes. As oh, we talk definitely. About. Also, I love them. So. Yep. Just know that I love barbarians. Yeah, and sometime soon we'll be talking about Bard again. And yeah. May, maybe we'll we'll get lucky, and this will be a, the either second or first most listened to episode because barbarian is the first listened to most. Ep- <laughs> most <laughs> barbarian's part episode. two, electric boogaloo. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> anyway. That's all for ten- that's all for now. Ta ta. And as always, keep on, on delving. delving.